0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Give a Damn with Cape. I'm Miles, And I'm Bibi And before we begin today, we'd like to preface this episode with a content warning. In this episode, we will be discussing stalking. We know that trauma is pervasive, its impact is deep, and this impact shapes the life of folks impacted in various ways over time. Trauma can lie dormant and then can surface in unexpected ways at moments that are also unexpected. If you choose to listen to this week's podcast episode, Please ensure to prioritize your self-care and reach out to confidential resources if needed. CAPE's Confidential Advocacy Team can be reached at 541-737-2030 or emailed at survivoradvocacy at oregonstate.edu. Thank you for that, Phoebe.
1: For this episode, we're going to dive into a little bit about what Stalking Awareness and Prevention Month is. We call it SPAM on campus, but it's also known as NSAM and other places National Stalking Awareness Month. January is nationally recognized as SPAM, but this is actually our first year officially participating
0: in the month as a campus. And if you've been following CAPE on social media, you've probably already seen a few posts about stalking and upcoming SPAM events. It's really exciting to be participating in SPAM at OSU because it's an opportunity for us all, no matter who we are, to come together and unite our work to end stalking, as well as provide a time for survivors to share their stories, experiences, insights, and struggles. Through this, we can raise awareness around a crucial issue and drive change in our communities. It also gives us the opportunity to potentially prevent other forms of violence, as stalking is a form of gender-based violence that frequently precedes and co-occurs with physical and sexual violence. In regards to how spam grew into
1: be what we know it as today the overview you'll likely see if you google stalking awareness month is that spam aka nsam began in response to a 2003 call to the stalking resource center from debbie riddle the sister of murdered stalking victim peggy clink peggy was stalked for over a year by her ex-boyfriend before he killed her despite reporting his behavior to the police in july 2003 the national center for victims of crime in partnership with Representative Heather Wilson and Lifetime Television told Peggy's story at a congressional briefing on Capitol Hill, which focused on strengthening law enforcement's response to stalking.
0: Then, in January 2004, the National Center for Victims of Crime launched National Stalking Awareness Month to increase the public's understanding of the crime of stalking. NSAM, aka Spam, emerged from the work of the Stalking Resource Center, a national center program funded by the Office on Violence Against Women, US Department of Justice, to raise awareness about stalking and help develop and implement multidisciplinary responses to crime. This is the story of spam that you will find widely shared online. But to center this narrative as the complete story of what we know as spam is not only false, but it leaves out all of the folks who experience the highest rates of stalking as well as their activism that is an integral part of stalking awareness and prevention as we know it. Native women have been addressing stalking
1: and other forms of violence on local, national, and international levels for decades, if not centuries. It is this mobilization that the federal government builds on when they finally take institutional action. For example, the White Buffalo Calf Women's Society, formed in 1977 with the mission of serving survivors of domestic violence sexual assault, dating violence, and stalking on the Rosebud Reservation later led to the creation of what would become the South Dakota Coalition Against Domestic Violence due to the activism of Tilly Black Bear and Faith Spotted Eagle. Furthermore, these indigenous women worked incessantly to create legislative change and protected
0: the rights of queer folks and unmarried women, which was widely opposed at the time. And if you listened to our episode in October 2022, about the history of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, also known as DVAM, you probably recognize Tilly Blackbear's name. We have her to thank for establishing DVAM, in addition to all of her work in addressing stalking. Tilly's work is also a prime example of how stalking, domestic violence, and sexual violence are not mutually exclusive. These issues are deeply intertwined and rooted in oppression. We can see this directly through the epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women and two-spirit people.
1: We want to make it clear that this is not a comprehensive history of spam or stalking activism. We wanted to give you a general overview on the history of spam while understanding that the common narrative amidst these voices, work, and activism of the folks that don't fit within the confines of a white, cis, heteronormative identity. Indigenous Black and queer communities have been doing this work for years and white feminism has continued to co opt movements and attempt to silence the voices of these folks.
0: This manifests in a multitude of ways, but a common theme is colonization as a continued tool of oppression and violence. We see this directly reflected in stalking statistics, as 50% of Indigenous women have or will endure stalking and 97% of their perpetrators are white men. Colonialist violence is the cause for the epidemic of missing and murdered indigenous women and two-spirit people. We encourage you to visit nativehope.org and csvanw.org/mmiw to continue your learning on this subject. We're also going to include a list of indigenous activism social media accounts that we encourage you to follow for continued
1: learning. We also want you to be aware that if you or someone you know is experiencing stalking, or other forms of violence, we have these resources available to you. First, we have our CAPE Survivor Advocacy Services. These are free and confidential. They can be reached at 541-737-2030 or at survivoradvocacy at oregonstate.edu for an email. An OSU survivor advocate can be reached between Monday through Friday between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. If you call outside of business hours, you can dial one to leave a confidential voicemail or dial two to reach a 24-7 confidential advocate.
0: CARDBA is another free and confidential resource. Although they're outside of OSU, their center is physically located in Corvallis, Oregon, but you can reach them regardless of location if you are in a crisis. They offer 24-hour crisis and support line, 24-hour crisis response and support groups for survivors. You can give them a call at 541-754-0110 or reach them through their website at cardva.org. CAPS can
1: offer a variety of services from individual support to identity-based group support. The CAPS crisis line is 541-737-2131. You can make an appointment with CAPS online at counseling.oregonstate.edu or by calling 541-737-2131. The CAPS website has identity-based support groups for students, including but not limited to women of color, survivors of interpersonal violence, and queer folks. See a comprehensive list at counseling.oregonstate.edu.
0: Well, I believe that's all for this episode, folks. Don't forget to follow CAPE's Instagram at CAPE underscore OSU for the latest updates and reminders when podcasts go out. Thank you all for joining us and giving a damn. We'll see you next time. Bye. A production of Oregon
1: State University Student Health Services.